Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of this Friday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on FSR. No Brady Quinn with us today. We'll be back, uh, all three of us together, on a a Monday edition of this show after the weekend. So so we've got uh, a lot going on here. We're going to catch up uh, with uh, John Paul Morosi later on this hour because the theme of the show is returns. Somebody's back. Baseball's back. Antonio Brown hinting that he would like to come back to the Dallas Cowboys. Ben Simmons return. Yeah, Ben Simmons return back to uh, Philadelphia. Got a dub. Had somebody wrap a urinal with his jersey. Yeah. uh, Way to wrap that urinal. it's, uh, it's, It's the way things are done. And then all of a sudden. Way to line it. Out of the blue. Out of the blue, uh, because Khalil Mack was also back. He's now in the AFC West again. I yeah, mean, we saw now just, Khalil back. He's back. It's every day in the NFL. There's a move being made, and I don't know if somebody felt a little left out Mack or if somebody is back. somebody felt like uh, they needed uh, you know to kind of throw their name back in the hat, seeing uh, all these quarterbacks getting jobs. But according to Adam Schefter, quote: Colin Kaepernick is still working out and is said to be, in the words of one source, in the best shape of his life. He wants to play. He's ready to play. He would be a great fit for teams with quarterback vacancies to fill who want to win a Super Bowl. End quote. Colin Kaepernick uh, posted a workout video yesterday of him uh, throwing the ball, like an eight- or a nine-second clip, uh, if even that. And apparently, your guy Cap wants back in the NFL, LeVar Arrington. Congratulations. Yeah, and Elvis and Tupac are going on tour in the summer. <laughs> We're going to see that, too. <laughs> Tickets going on sale next week. Oh, man. February um, never. What's the... Never, uh, <laughs> never every 31st. Yeah, it is. Uh, what What's the motivation uh, of uh, of this, do you think? You know, the you first, the first times the motivations were unclear, like you really thought that it was about the game and and that the activism would not spill over into his his pursuit of trying to get back into the game and then you realize that there was indeed an agenda connected to what he was doing um so this time around I don't think that you you know I'll, I'll say the interesting takeaway for me I immediate I immediately thought to myself this is a dude that truly misses playing the game and for what it's worth, he's become such a figurehead connected to social justice and and that that movement that maybe at some point you start to realize that when you're living your life in a way where you can't be who you are 
because of what you've made yourself to so many others. It's it's like a prison. Yeah. And at some point, you got to believe Colin Kaepernick sits down. He looks in the mirror, whatever it is. He could be standing up. But he, he takes a look at himself and he says, I wonder, I wonder if I can do things for myself anymore. I wonder if I could, if I want to really, really try to go and play, play football again, could I do it for myself? Like, can I do this? And I, I, it's, it's crazy because the answer is going to always be no from here on out. Yeah. It'll be no from here on out. And, and he has to carry that with him the rest of his life. Now, while that has its bonuses and its positives in terms of what he represents, it also has its drawbacks. I mean, if you think back a couple couple weeks ago, what was Kaepernick doing? Like, let's just think. What was he doing? Where was he at? Do, do we remember? I don't. Okay. No. Probably most people don't remember. But if you were paying attention, he was on the sideline, I believe, with, with Spike Lee at a, at a Knicks game. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, and he was fully Black Panthered up. He had to throw all the way out. He had the 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 leather costume on. And yeah, y'all y'all could y'all could hate at me and say that was a snipe, but I don't think that was a snipe. He dresses up like a Black Panther would dress up. So he had his fro out, he had his 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 uh his Panther garb on. And what comes out after that? What 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 comes out? That that Spike Lee is working on a film on Kaepernick. So to me, if if you guys aren't paying attention, it's like Rocky, right? At some point in time, you just got to decide, are you okay with it or you're not okay with it? And if you're okay with it, then you continue on with it. If you're not okay with it, then you kind of, you handle it the way that you want to handle it. But he's he he has built a community. He's built a community, which every business wants to build a community because you can only sell to people who believe in you, who trust in you. And and will invest in you. So he's built a community, a very vast, large community. And he follows the same exact approach to doing what it is he's going to do, which is he's going to leverage the idea of returning to football to put the spotlight back on him, which ultimately puts a, a natural spotlight back on social injustices and all the conversations that that surround social injustices, and it stirs the pot. He's a pot stirrer. And while he's stirring the pot, all he's doing is, is bringing back the attention to him in order to move a product, whether it be a Nike shoe whether it be the the documentary on on Netflix, and now maybe it's the feature film of what he's going to do with Spike Lee. But it's like Rocky. I said I compared it to Rocky because we saw Rocky the first one. It was like, man, that was a really good movie. You generally can't come back and make something as good as the first one was, but in some weird way, Rocky was able to do it. And then he did it over and over again. In fact, Rocky's probably like 60, 70 years old right now, still doing Rocky films. That's Kaepernick. Kaepernick has created a an approach, and that approach will work. Kaepernick could be 50, 60 years old talking about, I still want to play, and showing him he's in the best shape of his life, yeah. and all he wants to do is play. And there would be a dumbass out there that sits there and says, 
Kaepernick needs a second chance at 55 years old. It's been six years since he last played. At some point, you got to move on, man. And at some point, it's no longer about using the racial card and the fact that he's not getting an opportunity. He's just not good enough to play in the National Football League. Kaepernick, remember when Kaepernick got drafted? All right, I remember when Kaepernick got drafted because he was drafted in the same draft class as Andy Dalton and Cam Newton. Like I mean, we're we're talking like like this is like uh, it's been a long time yeah, since yeah. since Colin Ka- like remember when Cam Newton was a rookie? That's when Kaepernick got drafted. Like s- this idea that oh, just throw up an, an eight second video of him rolling out against no defense in the air, and all of a sudden it looks like Kaepernick. Well, but, first of all, what the, are we talking the, about? If if the video is eight to nine seconds, then that's already telling you he's not moving fast. <laughs> Well, and, and I don't he's even know. He's not moving fast Listen, enough to have success. That's, it, that's already the first giveaway. I mean, it might not even be eight or nine seconds, but it was a short clip, and all of a sudden, people are going to. All he needs to do is sprinkle a little something out there, and people yeah. run with it. Like, oh God, he could be a starting quarterback in this league. No, he couldn't. He got benched for Blaine Gabbert towards the end of his career. Regardless of what the debate is, when he does this, the idea is to trigger. The idea is to stir. So it's not about if if it happens or when it happens or should it happen. It's all about the reactions that took place when he does it. Go away. Come back. Go away. Come back. He's polarizing enough and he's represented a movement when it was at its highest. And, and he will always be revered that way, and he'll always be looked at that way, and he will always have a large portion of, of the population that, that is in that area that's going to immediately come to his, to his support and say the exact same things. Like I said, this man will be 50, 60 years old putting up videos talking about I'm ready to go. And again, I think the saddest part of it all is at some point, I bet you Kaepernick really, really would want to have a fair opportunity to try to make it back and play football. But because of all of the the implications, all of the weight connected to it, all of everything that comes with Kaepernick, even if he is good. See, when I say he's not good enough, I'm not saying he's not good enough talent-wise. He's good enough talent-wise to be on a roster. He's good enough talent-wise to even compete on a roster He's not good enough to overcome everything that comes with him. He's not. And 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 only and if you think about it in in the history of being this type of person, what Muhammad Ali may be the only one I can think of that actually was good enough to overcome everything. You still wanted to deal with it. You still wanted to be around it, be a part of it because he was he was great enough to overcome and be a part of even if it was it could have represented more than what he was talent-wise. Kaepernick's talent and Kaepernick as a player does not supersede or or overshadow or or remove him from what comes along with it, him. And that's that's the hardest thing for him. Look, if I just told you, leaving all the drama out of it, if I told you, all right, so I got this guy, he's 34 years old, he hasn't played in the NFL in six years, 
Okay, well, he's a quarterback. Yeah, uh, so what are his credentials? Well, he's got no Pro Bowls, no All-Pros, um, but he did you know, start in a Super Bowl. You'd be like, and he's 34 and he hasn't played in six years? Let's give yeah. him a go. Oh, you would? Because I, I think – I would give him a go. I, I think a lot of people would look at that and go, yeah, I'd rather – I mean, if he's been out of the league for six years, what are we talking about here? If he was so good, he, he would have been in the How league. long was Tebow and, out and, for? And that's on top of all the drama. How long was Tebow out but for? But Tebow didn't, wasn't being brought back in to be a quarterback. Quarterback. Didn't matter. They brought him back. the The idea of it is, is you're bringing if you're bringing him back and you're seeing if he can help your team. There's no there's no hurt, no harm, no foul in bringing but, somebody okay. back and seeing if they can help uh, but your team. All of that, all of that, and then you add in the drama and everything else that comes along with that's it, and what the baggage you, that, that comes along with it. But that's what you can't bring in. If we brought if if you brought in a player that was out of the league for six years, seven years, ten years, fifteen years. And you said, we want to give you a shot at seeing if you could kick the ball for us, if you can block for us, if you can run the ball, whatever, if you could throw the ball for us. If we bring you in in a mini camp, a workout, nobody knows that you came in for a workout because nobody cares. If it works out, you put them on the, on the team. If they're on the team, then it's like, does this person matter enough? They're a backup. They're there. They're this. They're that. Nobody cares. Nobody talks about it. That person gets waived. They clear waivers, and they're probably sitting back at home, and they have no job in the National Football League. Nobody cares. Nothing ever happened. No hurt, no harm, no foul. The guy's got to continue his process. If you do this with Kaepernick, Kaepernick's got to – he's got to work out. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. It's chaos. They, they, they've invited him in. All yes. right, here we go. Yeah. Now, from that moment on, whatever it is, oh, you're scrutinizing his 40. Why? Because he's black. He's supposed to be faster because he's black. Oh, you're scrutinizing the way he throws the ball. Why? Because he's not he's not a, a traditional white quarterback dropping back. Oh, you're scrutinizing him because he stood up for social justice. Oh, you're not going to put him on the team because you think he's going to kneel before the game. Oh, you're not going to play him. Oh, you cut him because he represents all the black people in the world. At some point, you got to sit there and you got to say to yourself, can the man be judged on his own personal merits? And and for what it's worth, he will never, ever get that fair opportunity ever again. It's like he's going to be he's he, in these situations. He will be a victim of his own success. And that doesn't take away from his activism. It doesn't take away from the impact that he's had and the things that he's done to garner the support that he's received. All I'm saying is, is by reasoning He's put himself in a situation where he would never get a fair opportunity to possibly be able to make it back into the league because he's not going to be judged off of who he is and what he does. He's going to be judged off of what the the repercussions and the consequences of dealing with him could potentially mean for you as an organization. And I don't feel the least bit bad because he chose that. He chose this. This is the direction he wanted to go. Uh, There were opportunities to continue to play. He went down this road. I do think, and and what you were kind of pointing out, I do think in quiet moments, probably when he's alone, he thinks to himself. I just wish I could be a normal dude. Yeah, like, man, look, I I, I didn't realize all of this was going to come with this. Like, I didn't realize it would be so much simpler to go back and just play football, but he chose this path, and that's fine. I just think at some point you got to realize it's over. Like, like he's never going to get that opportunity see, to play point, in the, the NFL the point, again. The point, ever. the point isn't not about it being over. The point is about stimulation. He's doing this to stimulate conversation, to stir up 
who he is, what he represents. It's better for his brand the longer he's out of the NFL, correct? Every time he it's, posts a video, for whatever he's trying to get across, it's it better. Yes. It works. Because the, the, it makes the, it seem like, I want to play. I'm not getting an opportunity. Dude, you had an opportunity. You had a tryout for teams. You started playing some funny business. You wanted it moved. You wanted it over here. They showed up. And right then and there, it was like, all right, this guy's not real, about But it. then you realize a sneaker a sneaker line comes out. Yeah, then you it, realize uh, a documentary was being filmed. And then the yes. documentary comes out. Then you realize if you if you have if you have an ounce of intelligence, then you start to realize like, wait, hold on, wait, wait, am I get am I getting hustled? If you if you take two seconds and you pay attention to what happened and the correlation that took place, right, the 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 timeline of things that took place, you were hustled. Yeah, you were you were rustled in, and you were captivated. And you became a follower of what this is, and if you're not if you're not aware of it or you're not caring to be aware of it, then that's fine. If you want to leverage it for your own personal, you know, beliefs and different things like that, that's fine. Because ultimately, what you do, what your actions are, is ultimately the total sum of what you represent. So if you're if you're following this and you're a part of this because your activism leads you to, towards something that you feel completes you and makes you you know feel good about yourself and what what you're representing, great. But don't base it off of just him, because at the end of the day, he's basing what his opportunities are and how you maximize those opportunities in these situations. And I think that that now knowing what we know now. I don't think that you sit here and you have a debate about can he play or will he play in the NFL again. You ask yourself the question, why is he doing it? And it's generally speaking, at this point, he's doing it to get your attention off of off of this and to pay attention to that so that whatever it is that he's doing that comes down the line is being paid attention to to get the maximum result. For the brand, baby. For uh, the brand. It is uh, brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Up next, it could be a wild weekend for an entire sport. We will tell you why next here. FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up 15 minutes from now, a couple things we need to get to. Uh, an outrageous tweet sent by Lavar Arrington, and I would call it a disgrace. Uh, and also uh, a really missed opportunity by one team in the NFL to screw somebody over. So we'll get into all that for you here coming up 15 minutes from now. Right now, though, uh, we turn it over to the great John Paul Morosi, Fox Sports Radio, MLB Insider. You see his work on MLB Network. Get him on Twitter, at John Morosi. JP, baseball is back. How you feeling, and how the hell did we get here? Oh, I'm feeling great, my friends. Thanks for the invitation to be on the show again. Uh, it is great to be able to wake up and say, hey, I, I wonder where Carlos Correa is going to sign, perhaps as early as today, or Freddie Freeman. It's just it's, it's therapeutic for all of us. Uh, as, as Eddie mentioned, 99 days, uh, it was a long time, a long wait, a lot of nervousness, uh, a lot of fears that we weren't going to get a deal, but we got it. 
I think because both sides just realized that yesterday we still had a chance to save 162. The players had gained so much that it was just, uh, for, for me, uh, it was no longer wise for them to reject an offer. It was just that the deal was too good. They got the deal they wanted. Uh, baseball kept the game on the field, and uh, I, just, I cannot wait for spring training to start. JP, how important was getting this deal done? I mean, you know, we talked about all the – the what we call the fake deadlines and different things that surround these types of of negotiations but ultimately everybody knew that if you don't get something done and and you have to cancel like real cancellations this could have one of the most devastating impacts on the game itself that could possibly not be recoverable how how evident do did you feel or do you feel that was playing a part in, in both the owners and the players trying to get to an agreement. Well, LeVar, you're right on. Uh, this, this was a consequential day in the history of baseball, certainly in our lifetimes, because this was a, a very long work stoppage at a time where baseball's place in the American sports consciousness was, was very much under review. <laughs> and we're thinking about, uh, on, on this program, where, where you guys do such a great job of talking about the, the stories that matter the most to all of us around the country, um, baseball has to keep its home. Baseball has to keep its place on your show, on, on, on this network. We have to make sure that we're talking about great storylines in baseball. And the only way to do that is to get the game back on the field and to have a, a delay that, that kept the game away from fans for a while would have been disastrous. And we were basically, LeVar, a week away from losing the possibility of, of playing games on the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson's debut, which just would have wow. been unacceptable for baseball to not play on Jackie Robinson Day. So uh, there was so much to lose. LeVar, and I think by the time we got to this point uh, yesterday, there were enough wins in this deal that both sides said, we have to sign this. We have to move forward with it. And uh, the players set out to say that they wanted to get players paid more and earlier to increase the, the competitiveness of, of teams at the higher levels. And they did all of that. So uh, even though there were certainly plenty of personality conflicts along the way that might have led to uh, the executive subcommittee of the union not supporting this, uh, the, re- the reality is the rank and file did because they saw an increase of more than $100,000 per year in the minimum salary, which is something that impacts a lot more players than, for example, uh, the, the, the qualifying offer system would for free agents. I mean, that, that minimum salary is a huge piece because a lot of players earn something close to it, and, and that was a huge win yesterday for the players. Uh, John Palmarosi joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Fox Sports Radio's MLB Insider. You see his work on MLB Network. Get him on Twitter, at John Mar- it's two pros and a cup of joe here on FSR. Um, what is going to be the big, di- the big differences from what we've seen in baseball previous years on the field, and what we're going to see this year based on what was what has gotten done over the past several uh, couple of weeks here between the MLBPA and then uh, the owners there. Yeah, Jonas, an interesting question because a lot of the topics that we've devoted plenty of time to in, in recent years, the shift, um, the automated strike zone, the, those types of things, the pitch clock, we will not see them in 2022. They're, they're more 2023-type uh, changes. But uh, the one thing that, I, that I've been fond of saying is that uh, I, on this show, you could have opened up the phone lines for years and said, okay, DH or no DH, how do we feel? And you would have had a three-hour show just based on fan reaction to that. 
Um, and that was like the 12th story of yesterday. Hey, that we've got Universal DH now. The, the pitchers hitting in the NL is gone forever. Uh, that was pretty interesting. And I, I think it's good because it, it gives the players one more high-paying job. They like it. Um, I think the fans appreciate seeing someone like a Nelson Cruz or a David Ortiz in years past uh, part of the game and, and, and having an impact. And also for the players, it expands their their free agent value. Someone like a Nelson Cruz or a Kyle Schwarber will have more teams pursuing him because of the DH being universal. So I think it's good for the players. I, I'll Part of my traditionalist ways, I'll, I'll miss the, the pitcher hitting. I'll, I'll miss the ovation the pitchers would get when, when you're at home and you're batting in the bottom of the eighth and you've got the lead and going for a complete game and the pitcher comes to bat and he gets a big hand because he's going to go back out for the next the next inning. Like, like I love all that stuff. Uh, it's kind of that old-timey baseball that, that, uh, that gives you a little bit of goosebumps, but I, I think it's time to move the game forward and, and, uh, and to help the players out, and I think the Universal DH will do that. You talked about the salary upage and getting it earlier and trying to make it more competitive. It's got to be a, 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 a mad dash, so to speak, to try to get free agents signed and get them to teams. I mean, how, how complicated, how complex is that going to be? Because you can't, I can't assume that they were having these conversations and negotiating during a lockout, agents and, and franchises. Uh, that would seem to be maybe like a, a conflict of interest. How, how, how complex is free agency right now getting guys signed? Is, does this work to any side's advantage more so than the other? You know, it's a great question. Uh, I think LeVar, I really believe, and I think the fact that we didn't see a signing last night um, proved that, that there really was a legitimate quiet period, that, that they had left things off at the end of November, and now they're back into it. Uh, and so it's going to take a little bit of time. I do think Freeman, Freddie Freeman will probably be the first major free agent to sign because his market was pretty clear. I think it's probably Braves, Dodgers, Yankees. And, and so with, with the reporting date now universally on Sunday, because it's not just pitchers and catchers reporting, LeVar, it's everybody. We've got to get the games going by go. Thursday. Right. So it's, it's going to be rapid, rapid spring training, my friend. It's going to be wild. Uh, so I, I, I do think we'll start to see deals happen later on today and over the weekend. And I had an agent tell me last night that it's really busy, uh, which is good. I love hearing that. So it's just it's an exciting time because we can start imagining where, where teams will go. And, and I'm also curious, a major trade piece like a Jose Ramirez from Cleveland, does, does he move in the next couple of days? How does that affect Chris Bryant and Trevor Story, the other infielders in, in that mix? So it's such a unique time. I, I just believe that Freeman will be the first. And then Correa, uh, of course, with a new agent now for him and Scott Boris, uh, do they look at uh, the contract that his previous agent uh, had been working with him at WME? He gets a $275 million offer over 10 years uh, from Detroit and turns it down. So, that, I mean, it's going to have to start uh, the, the, the bidding somewhere above that. And I, I do think the Cubs are one team to watch there on Carlos Correa. Uh, all right. It is uh, John Palmarosi joining us here. Before we let you go, uh, now you just mentioned uh, potentially Carlos Correa going to the Cubs. Now, I'm not trying to bring up old stuff here. This is the last thing I would want to do. JP, you know, I'm. I'm never trying to stir the pot here. So I'm not going to point out that uh, our long-standing relationship here at Fox Sports Radio, when I say you're one of the great guys uh, 
here uh, within the network that pops on. I actually mean it. Uh, so I would. the last thing I want to do is point out that you picked the Mariners to win the World Series like five years in a row. I'm not going to do that, JP. I'm not here to bring up stuff like that. Uh, you pick right. the Mariners every year. But since we're in the, you know, the business of making predictions from time to time, you just mentioned Carlos Correa to the Cubs, uh, potentially Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Yankees. Is there another one, a big name out there, you want to call your shot right now and tell everybody, I expect him to sign here? Ooh, this is a good one. I will say Chris Bryant goes to the Mariners. We just talked about the Mariners. I think the Mariners want to make a big splash. Bryant's from the West Coast, of course, from Vegas. I think Chris Bryant signs with the Seattle Mariners, who are intent on ending the longest playoff drought in North American pro sports. How about that? How about that? How Look, about call, calling that. a shot, and it was Mariners-related. data. <laughs> there you go. And, and by the way, LeVar's alma mater, you know, my, my other favorite sport, hockey, LeVar's alma mater, Penn State, That's right. is in the Big Ten semifinals That's now right. in, in hockey, actually. They've got to play Minnesota. So uh, That'll Penn be a State, tough one. A big upset last weekend, LeVar. So yeah. I'm, I'm all about the, the college hockey this weekend. So they, they've got a huge game tomorrow against Minnesota. How about that? I love it. I love that you're paying attention. You know, Pagula put a whole lot of resources in oh, making yes, sure that, that we could improve that, that their fair program. So shots out to uh, Mr. Pagula, you know, you guys know him as the owner of, of course, Buffalo yeah. uh, franchises, but he is a Penn Stater through and through. And oh. in fact, the place that they play, the arena is named the Pagula, the Pagula uh, Ice Center, I believe. It is. So, yeah, and I hear it's one of the best it's college nice. hockey venues in the country. Be it's fitting, nice. LeVar, your great university, my friend. Indeed. Thank you very much. I appreciate Look the shout Look at that. Out. And yeah, coming from you know. a guy who lives in Ann Arbor, John Pomerosi. I mean, how about that? Like, about just that? when you think Michigan and Penn State can't get along, JP no, drops some no, love we here. We can be cordial. We can be cordial and courteous to one another. It's uh, just, you know, it's rules of engagement. Uh, JP, uh, you are the best. Uh, congrats. <laughs> Baseball is back. Uh, hockey's heating up. Jim Harbaugh is back in Ann Arbor with the Michigan Wolverines. It is a Amen. good time. Uh, and, uh, of course, defending Euro Cup champs, uh, the Italian That's soccer That's right, team. the Azzurri. So. Well, hey, guys, have a wonderful weekend. Thanks you for too. the great conversation today and the invitation to be on the show. Really Absolutely. appreciate it. He's All awesome. Right. Get him on Twitter, at John Morosi. Uh, they're on Twitter. So how about that? Let's go! Baseball's back. Yeah. Yeah. Look, let's go. People could say whatever they want about baseball. And well, is it is it legal to say Cracker Jack still? Can you still say Cracker Jack? Can you say Cracker Jack? Yeah. Well, okay. I can say it. I don't know if you can say oh, it. Oh, yeah, that is yeah. very true. How's that feel? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to call them Cracker Jacks. <laughs> You can't put the ER on I'm there. It makes it horrible. There. It makes I, it horribly wrong. I, I, you know? I, I, Come on, say it with me. Say Cracker Jacks. I don't want to. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is too. How pros. did that feel to you, huh? <laughs> huh? Put it on you now, huh? How that feel? Uh, who's he talking to? <laughs> Yo, <ass. laughs> it is two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Lavar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up next, uh, a couple things we need to get to. Number one, uh, Lavar with a tweet that is an out. Rage. And number two, <laughs> a team in the NFL had an opportunity to really screw somebody over. And I believe they really missed the ball on this. We will have that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. 
but let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Yeah. 311 day here. Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Come on, get what, what what instrument you got today? Drums? I'm gonna go drums. All Oldie right, but okay. a goodie. All right, here we go. <clears throat> yeah. Rainstorms taking me away from the noise. I've got to tell you something. This phenomenon. We had to put it in a song, and it goes like, whoa, Jonas is playing the air drums. Whoa, we don't have Brady on the chorus. We tried. He is out celebrating, so it feels oh, good. Uh, yeah, it's 311 day, man. I mean, uh, you know. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Two pros. A cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Uh, by the way, on the podcast, we apologize. Um, I immediately have song. to clear my pipes out. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got to get those pipes nice and cleaned out. I thought you did. Uh, yeah, one of the other you know what it is. Yeah, yeah you got to clean them out so that you can be able to like put it out there the way that you need to. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, coming up, top of next hour, a little over ten minutes from now, uh, hey. an, an entire portion of the NFL is changed. Uh, we will get into that discussion for you right here on FSR. An before entire we, uh, portion. Yeah, entire okay. portion. Okay, uh, we're going to get to your pie vibes. Uh, uh, just a disgrace. Uh, first, though, I want to let you know we are brought to you by Indeed. Bracket season is right around the corner for college basketball, and our coverage on Fox Sports Radio is powered by Indeed. If cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, and you need Indeed because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting Indeed.com slash credit. So before we get to uh, LeVar Arrington, rankings i mean he's got some rankings uh that uh, that are very debatable um jay glazer i thought this is pretty funny of fox was on the takeoff podcast and he said that the falcons and the eagles actually had a trade ready to go for wide receiver calvin ridley oh wow um but all of a sudden Philly couldn't figure out why Atlanta abruptly backed out and things went silent because they thought they had a deal done. Oh, it turns out the guy might be a degenerate gambler. Uh, so there's uh, there's, there's that. that. Um, yeah. uh, they realized the investigation was going on. And so out of the goodness of their hearts, Atlanta didn't want to go through with the deal because it would have looked bad afterwards, even if the, I don't even know if the deal would have actually gone through. But had they not operated in good faith, it would have been a bad look for the Falcons. To me, it was a missed opportunity to screw somebody over. I mean, you had a chance. It's an NFC team. You could have really screwed over Philadelphia. It's not like that fan base has been nice to a lot of people. You could have really gotten even, and unfortunately, Atlanta let it pass. Well, it's too bad. There you go. Yeah, just well, a bummer. Well, you know. uh, all right, so LeVar Arrington yes. has, uh, man, Vito is a gifted individual. Yeah, he, uh, is. Just, yeah. he is. knows how to communicate and connect oh, with man. people, you know. <laughs> 
by the way, uh, who knew we had batting cages in the studios? Uh, right. <laughs> there's, there's With Vito. little wiffle ball bats. Uh, by the way, all the, the yellow Im- ones. All the imaging that you hear on the network, uh, Vito is responsible for it. That uh, Russell Wilson Sierra dip was funny as hell. Bro. Was that Vito? Yes. Sounded just Both like Russ. Of them. Sounded just like Russ and Sierra. I don't understand. I mean, it was really good. It was. Yeah. Um, you put out a top five list. Yep. Yesterday. Yep. All right. Because I was being greedy. Yeah. Like my, my all-time favorite pie is is coconut cream pie. It's my all-time favorite. Yeah. Like hands down, far and away. It's the easiest decision ever. So I just got caught up into my feels, and and I was like, man, as I was eating this pie, being the greedy man that I was in that moment, my, my, my fat boy was in full, full display. I was like, I'm going to do a top five, my best – my best pies. All right. Do we have any uh, music we want to throw underneath this uh, pie vibes? Uh, Lavar's top yeah, five pie vibes. vibes. Yeah. Uh, so we. Uh, <laughs> we yeah. Uh, here we yeah. go. Number one on my list of my favorite pies. I just told you it's coconut cream. Number two, not close, but number two, which is a very very strong number two, is an apple cinnamon crumble. Which some people just make it short. Solid. Apple, apple crumble. All right. Apple crumble pie. You know, that's got a lot of cinnamon in it. You know, it's like cooked a little differently because I'll get to the other one, right, that's involved in it. Number three. This one might catch a few of y'all off guard. Is a bean pie. Now, if you've ever been on. Frijoles? We're out in California. <laughs> Roberta, so, what you say? So, Frijoles? Bean? Yeah. Bean you pie? know. Yeah, you, if you you seen the the final call paper and it was available to you, there's either the final call or a box. You get that box, and there's bean pie goodness in that box. What the hell is a bean pie? It, I've never it, heard of this. Exactly, no y'all, y'all ain't in on. Oh, is that, it like right? uh, like garbanzo beans? Is it a sweet pie or it's is it sweet? It's it's Pinto really beans? it's really good. What is, what kind of beans? I don't know what type of beans. Okay, it is. Well, okay. Never made one, but it's All really right. good. And then that takes me to another one that, well, it's a cultural deal, is the sweet potato pie at at four. Now right. I caught a lot of flack for sweet potato. Not being higher up on the list. Now, for some, they might say that it's not, it shouldn't be on the list. It just, it's a cultural thing. So it is what it is. You take it at what it is. But one that no one or anyone can deny or debate is the old fashioned apple pie, which, yeah. by the way, is very different from an apple crumble pie in the sense that, well, Old-fashioned apple pies are prepared differently. The crust is is different. It's not accompanied by all those apple cinnamon crumbles that are on there. And that's, you know, I, I really like that with some vanilla vanilla ice cream. Um, listen, uh, I, I think it's a it's it's a solid list. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of a uh, couple of your questionables. Three and four, right. y'all y'all well, y'all aren't no in banana it. cream pie. Yeah, no oh, no, no banana cream. It. Also, not into it. No, Key lime. No no pecan no pecan pie. Not, it, not um, into it. He also, uh, you know, didn't include like uh, lemon meringue pie. Not 
into which, it. Which is always solid. And nope, then not into it. I was going to give you a hard time about blueberry. I was into blueberry nope. pie as a child. And then I saw Stand By Me yep. where that fat kid threw back up all the blueberry Ew. pie lard ass. Ew. And it ruined blueberry pies well, for I've me. I've just so. never been a blueberry pie American guy. pie ruined apple pie for me. Well, yeah. I mean, Did that's it? fair. That's the old-fashioned apple pie that was yeah. ruined in, in that old. <laughs> it's old-fashioned, yeah. It certainly it's nice did. And it's the best served when it's warm yeah. on the inside. Uh, you know G- what I mean? G- Jeffrey, ah, da- ah, Jeffrey Dahmer's ah, favorite, though. Ah, that's <laughs> from what I understand. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.